to episode 110 of the CGM podcast. I'm joined by the usual cast of characters, except Brendan's not at the table today. He's off delivering books. So he's I'm running car. the soundboard. He's in a car. He's driving to London. He's driving mm. to Canada London. Canada is one of the few places where you can like, you know, drive to London outside of the United Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Brendan is doing it. Mm-hmm. It's so, not as foggy. Well, yeah, it's not. It's pretty boring, though. Mm. It's nice. Boring. Yeah. That's Alex Leach, whose beard is getting ever bushier. Yep, it's devouring my head at this point. It's it really is. It is an ecosystem. It's become an ecosystem unto itself. Mm-hmm. It's going to become a fanciful game like Child of Light, where it's just adventures in the beard. Now, given enough time, it's going to have its own sentient civilization, and then they're going to start arguing politics, and eventually you'll have like small mushroom clouds mm-hmm. once mm-hmm. they resort to nuclear deployment. Knowing my luck, they'll play nothing but Call of Duty all day would be safe. And of course, that is Wayne Santos, our now literate editor. I have no energy today. You have no energy to be literate? I don't literate? know what happened. No, it's, I think I'm, maybe I'm just like shoring up all of my energy for E3 or something. Oh, well, yeah, you're going to need a lot of that. energy for that. Oh, yeah. There's no such thing as enough energy for E3. It's like you can never have enough for that. And of course, at the end of the table is Phil Brown. That's me. The reason we're here. Sure. Yeah, the yeah. reason we had to start he's, so late, we waited for Phil. <laughs> no, he's, he's, he's the heart and soul of CGM. It's like, you know, without Phil, there's nothing. It's like, it, it can't go on without Phil. So, there you go. Pretty much. Yeah, I was late. We love you, Phil. Thank you. Even when I'm late. Even when you're late. That's special. It though. worked out. We got to see the paper delivery guy and help him find our office. It's true. How magical yeah, was true. that? We got some good karma out of yeah. Yep, 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 yep. That'll help you in E3. Mm-hmm. It'll allow me to... You'll like, get to eat to, once. <laughs> yeah, you know, and it, it'll allow me to not feel bad about, like, you know, ignoring the vagrant when they start saying, got a quarter, got a dollar, got a quarter, got a dollar. Touche. Or something like that, so... You've got, like, a karma account and just keeping yeah, track of everything. exactly, yeah. It's yeah. kind of like The Sims. My charity O-meter is like mm-hmm. you know, like in the green now, so I can neglect Was it. Is that your impression bit. of the guy downtown? The, Would you spare a quarter of a dime, a nickel or a dollar? There's so many of those that guys. Guy. I don't know. There's yeah. one guy specifically yes. yells that uh, and is vaguely uh, Irish Bay wilt. Oh, yeah, really? yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Would you spare a quarter, yeah. nickel, dime, or a dollar? He was an auctioneer in a previous life. Yeah, okay. that would make sense. Yeah. We're talking about Toronto, of course. Yeah, yeah. 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 He's a Interesting homeless people. Because, yes. yeah, you, you guys who don't live in Toronto, feel free to hate on Toronto at this moment. Yeah, like, yeah I know yeah. I do. So. You live in Hamilton, though, so you must have plenty of entertaining homeless people there, too. Oh, tons. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's End a- of that discussion. All you, people, <laughs> all you people in your civilized southern Ontario places. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah, that's silly golden horseshoe. Which, admittedly, is a silly name, but we're stuck with it, aren't we? So. Tis yep. true. Yeah. Tis true. It could be worse. That is true. Golden horseshoes sounds pretty inviting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, Hogtown sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't want to be like Scat Capital or something. Mm-hmm. What kind of place would be called that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what kind of place would you call that? Somewhere that's pretty bad. Somewhere that's pretty shitty. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. All right, we'll start off with the news. And this week, we're going to start off with a little sad news. Uh, Batman, I'm sorry, Phil. I know. Well, I, I was prepared for 2015. It was Wayne who teased me last week, yeah, making me true. think that that wasn't going to happen. Well, yeah, and it, it wasn't. So it was really, so really, I had already gone through the mourning process. Yeah. So and I then, was prepared. And for then this. this week they yeah. went and officially announced. Yeah, so now we're actually officially. Yeah. Saying the saddest part was I found out watching one of those sweet Batmobile videos. Yeah. Oh. So I was watching that and I was like, oh my god, this is amazing! Yeah. And then 2015 came out and I was like, oh, god damn it. Yeah. So but it's fine. You didn't shed any tears because you were already prepared? No, not this time. It, look, if it makes it better, I'm prepared to wait, but I'm still not happy about it. Which actually was the official response to the press. Yeah. Is um, 
there is a guy. He is hilarious. He's like the PR guy for Rocksteady. His name yeah, is yeah. like Dax Ginn. Okay, or something that like that. Right. He's just yeah. got some crazy name like that. And he actually said to the press, mm-hmm. sometimes awesome takes time. <laughs> oh, really? That's, that was actually his official response. Good to awesome know. Awesome takes time. Good to know. I'd rather wait till uh, 2015 to get a good game than get a mediocre game this year. Yeah. Yeah, I already played one mediocre Batman game recently. Mm-hmm. That's Are we funny. talking about Origins? Arkham Origins? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which wasn't bad. Every, no, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Yeah. It's just what, you know, was what it was. And I want the, I want, I want a really good one. After all this waiting around, mm-hmm. sitting through a mediocre game. Well, um, but then, you know, everybody was kind of expecting it wasn't going to be amazing once they knew that Rocksteady wasn't doing it. I, mean, I know, I my know. My expectations were firmly in check once I, I heard know, that. I know, but I lied so. to myself and expected more than I got. Okay. Which maybe I'm doing this time, I don't know. We'll see. I doubt though those Batmobile videos were pretty that, that, sweet. That, that looks pretty amazing. Yeah. I can't wait. So. We'll see whenever we get actual gameplay. Right. That was gameplay. No, but actual stuff I, we can play. Oh, I see. Until he gets hands-on. Yeah. Gotcha. I don't trust anything I can't hold in my hands. That may be gotcha. next week. Well, for me, anyway. Yeah, that you, you know what? Week. I think definitely next week. Yeah. For sure. You're going to oh. be getting your hands all over that thing. Well, you know, waiting in line first and then getting my hands on it. Still. Going to get your hands all over it. We'll see. Yeah. All right. So the other news this week was very actual worldwide news about the girls in Wisconsin. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Thin Man murders. Slenderman. Is that what Sorry. Known? Not the Thin Man. What do you call it? Slenderman. 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 And it's not a murder or murder. Okay, attempted. The Slenderman stabbing. Attempted sacrifice of yeah. their 12 year old friend. almost sounds Somewhat, yeah, yeah. You call it. Okay, somebody should have to give me context of this. It was yeah. two 12 year old girls yeah. who were obsessed with the Slenderman. They uh, invited one of their friends over for a sleepover with plans to sacrifice them to the Slenderman so they could go live in the Slenderman's mansion. Um, they were going to kill her in her sleep. They got scared. They didn't. So instead, they play hide and go seek the next day and surrounded her and stabbed her 19 times. She survived, made it to the street. The 12 year old girls who stabbed her are currently trying to be prosecuted. The prosecutors are currently trying to try them as adults. No, they are going to be tried as adults. They are going to be tried as adults? Okay, good. Wow. Good, 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 good. It doesn't matter. I mean, at least one of them is going to get off on the insanity. Plea. Yeah, the insanity She's plea is going to take care like, of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you believe in the Slender Man, something yeah. going yeah, I mean, very wrong there. I mean, it's pretty clear that all the augmented reality stuff is, you know, obviously not true, mm-hmm. considering that they release the credits for Marble Hornets every uh, year or so. Yeah. Well, it's just it's just interesting because it's like manufactured folklore. Yeah. Yeah. That worked. That caught on. They no. they wanted to prove that he was real, and they thought by sacrificing yeah. this kid, they could prove that he was real by becoming proxies. Yeah, yeah. But it's just okay. interesting because this doesn't Slenderman does not exist in like. A folk tour. It's never been presented as being real. It's always no. been a fictional character. So it's they wanted to no. It was a creepy pasta that originated on uh, what was it? It's part of an art contest on a fiction forum. Something awful. That's right. That's right. That's right. It was, was it something? So- yeah, something awful. That's right. Okay. But anyway, yeah, very creepy, very disturbing, and um, I look forward to the made-for-TV movies. Yeah, I it's going to happen, isn't it? It's only it? a matter of time. I don't look forward to the media controversy. Unfortunately, none of the Fanning sisters are young enough to play them anymore, so they're going to have to find new Fannings. New, but they new will. creepy yeah. children. They will. Yep. There might also be, like, new Slenderman video games where you control oh, the girls. Oh, Slenderman's going to... Where you control the girls attempting yeah, to, like, yeah, you know, murder. That's probably going to happen. Well, that's horrible. That's, yeah. I mean, they've done more I tasteless play that games. Yeah. They play, they've made more tasteless games than yeah. that. Yeah, that's true. Well, yeah. the creator of Slenderman has... Said he's really sorry. Sorry, this has happened. Yeah. Well, of course. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it was... no one creates something to watch this kind of thing happen. See, and this this is the problem Adds with to the legend. Though this is the problem with modern media today is that you know it's like if this were the '80s and mm. this happened, this guy would be like your typical 
ruthless media manipulator who, when he hears about the story, he would mm. go, great! And then he would start exploiting it to hell and back and, like, you know, selling even more Slenderman t-shirts and things like that. But right. this guy actually feels bad about it, which I mean, is they, like, what kind of 80s villain are you when you actually express remorse? Well, well he's passive-aggressive. He apologized, uh, but let's face it, he's going to be selling plenty of Slenderman merchandise. Yeah. Well, yeah, but... I, I think it's safe to say Slenderman to, sales skyrocketed. To 12-year-olds? Yep. Considering how many... Not 12 year olds but definitely goth kids with a credit card considering how the media likes to jump on anything involving popular culture or video games since there are slenderman video games mm. i am a little worried about uh you know this becoming the ne- the new whipping boy for oh making kids violent. on the other hand the guys over at rockstar must just be high-fiving each other going yeah. like we're off the hot seat yeah. like, we are no longer a target they're going to be going after those slender man horror guys now it's like we just have like gangbangers and yeah. drugs and stuff like that not yeah. like, hot coffee you know, yeah hot coffee we don't have 12 year old kids like stabbing each other it's so. true it's interesting for the slender man mythos though because it's going to build on it it's something i always found kind of fascinating i thought it was a really interesting story and i think yep. it's probably only going to get bigger now Anywho, that's a sad story. Um, so at least no one died. So we're probably going to see like you know more Slenderman stories popping up on the website. Safe now. to say, perhaps other Slenderman copycat like, On the on the actual like Slenderman website, there hasn't been like anything new there since 2012 because they were kind of like it's it's all played out. Yeah, we need to wait until we've got some more good stuff before and, we start yeah, putting stuff up there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I think you this, still week, got- this week it would clearly be tasteless. Yeah. But oh, yeah. give it time. Yeah. Most How about of, next week, though? So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Most of the ARGs are in, are moving really slowly lately anyway, too. Like the last year or so. Okay. Okay. Just I don't know what that means. <laughs> yeah, me neither. I don't even know what that yeah, means. Welcome to reality of the YouTube. Oh, right, yeah. right, 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 right. Well, you know, okay, uh, what, like, what are, are there Slenderman ARGs that are played? I yeah. was not aware of that. Okay. There's plenty of them on YouTube. Okay. Yeah. Uh, most of them haven't updated a lot in the last year. But they will after this week. Yeah, maybe they say. will. Yeah. Right, you guys have any other news stories, or should I get into my news stories? I think you can get into. Your no, news. The, the only other news story oh, that I yeah. have, which is just a personal thing, is that you know Ho Ho Come finally got uh, a release date, which is going to be August. Oh sweet! I'm, I'm probably the only one that cares about that. It's like I don't know whether you remember actually seeing like the happy trippy Vita slash PS4 game with like this long loopy noodle thing just going through an environment while oh, yeah, sedate one. relaxing music plays yeah, yeah, Conan yeah. O'Brien said it was like one of his favorite things at E3 yeah, 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 <laughs> so yes yeah. that game is finally coming out in oh, fun. and I'm, I'm happy about that because I've really been looking forward to this game for quite a while now sweet because it's trippy and feels like you know acid without actually having to pay for it and use it so it sounds pretty I'm all good for that. yeah mm-hmm. I'm up for that cool well, only thing I can think of is uh, Dark Souls DLC that they've announced, which is... Which gonna... is there and probably unnecessary, but they're coming out with it anyway. Especially oh. since they originally said there wasn't going to be any, right? Yeah, and the game yeah. isn't... It isn't like the first game where it's incomplete. They fit, They actually finish the game. Yeah. Like, there's nothing in the game where it feels incomplete. So it's just going to be this extra stuff involving the three crowns just so playing... This, this is just... Dynamco just, like, yeah, milking this for all it's worth? Pretty much. Yeah, all right. But pretty much just milking it all for worth, playing on the lore, and... Yeah. Oh, look... Underground Ziggurats is clearly Isolith. A big software publisher just ruthlessly trying to do something for extra money? God forbid. Nah, who'd yeah. like it, huh? mm-hmm. I'll probably get it anyway. Okay. Fair enough. Well, somebody's got to review it. Yeah. Mm. Wayne, I have to ask you, because you got excited for what you just announced. I remember you getting really excited when Phil introduced that Twin Peaks was coming out on Blu-ray. Yes. Yeah. So I sat down and tried to watch Twin Peaks. Oh, okay. come on. What do you mean, tried? You're going to say negative oh, things about Twin Peaks? I only got, no, like, like, the pilot... 
what in the world? I thought it'd be all crazy and fantastical because Wayne liked it, but so it far, you there. have to keep watching that show. It, okay. get, it gets there like within like another twenty minutes. See, because what 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 you've done right now, this is the equivalent of just you know it's like being in the cargo hold of yeah. the alien ship and saying. Hey, there's an egg over there, yeah. but not actually okay. getting your face in well, there. We it's like to, you haven't you haven't gotten your face in. We there didn't yet, want to so. read about it because we didn't want to spoil it. Yeah. We yeah. wanted to keep watching, but at the same time, we weren't sure if it actually got supernatural and fantastical, oh, yeah, or yeah, just yeah. stayed as like it gets the killing. So just... weird. Yeah, <laughs> but you didn't like, you didn't love the pilot. Well, I didn't mind it because it just reminded me so, of like an '80s Columbo episode. Yeah, it's so, so weird and cool and creepy, and yeah. has that awesome music. Special and, Agent Dale Cooper. And when they find yeah. the body with wrapped in plastic, it's and like, yeah, Cooper yeah. talking Quincy, on the but, on the recorder yeah. and talking about pie and coffee, yeah. and yeah. the woman with the one eye with the eye patch, who's making the super smooth curtains. I don't remember if it was super smooth. I guess that hasn't happened. Maybe yet. that's later. Yeah, no, that that's, might be with, that's within a couple episodes, yeah. though. Okay. Honestly, it doesn't go until watch. The next two episodes. Because the, the pilot's an hour and a half. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, and so we got through that. And yeah. we're like, wait, what's happening? Is this just like a murder mystery? Kind or? of, but more but happens. That's, that's how it that's starts. That's fantastic yeah. murder That's how it starts. That's how it David start. Lynch. Have you not seen any David Lynch stuff before? I have. Yeah. Okay. So you know Then yeah. Right? You, you, I just wasn't you know, sure, because sometimes in the 80s it might have been just, you know. No, no, not no. with David Lynch. No, no he killed just, it. No, it's a, and, yeah, and... Yeah, no, I would say watch the next two episodes. Okay. And if you aren't hooked by the end of the third episode specifically, then, well, then you're crazy. And you should, like, sign up for help. But I would say, yeah, that's the point to stop. I'll, I'll sign into the same institution that that 12-year-old's in. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But come on, Agent Dale Cooper? You weren't fascinated by Agent Dale Cooper? No. Yeah. Don't you even care who Diane is? That music not, not and that, like, hypnotic opening credit mm-hmm. sequence with the birds and the waterfall. Hasn't gotten there yet. Wow. Just reminded me of a lot of other 80s shows I used to watch, so maybe that's why it just kind of felt the same. No, it is not it's like not other 80s shows. But apparently, I have to keep going, so I'll keep going. You gotta keep yes. going on this. And if it makes you feel better, you really only have to watch the first 15. There's a point where you'd be like, oh, it's over. But it's not. Is because the network made them like the whole show was supposed to be about. It started with them investigating the death of Laura Palmer, and then it turned into something else, which you'll gradually see. And it was supposed to be the you would never find out who actually killed Laura Palmer until it was over because it was just about exploring the mystery of the town, using mm-hmm. that as a linchpin to open everyone up to it. But it became a huge pop culture phenomenon by the end of the first season. And about halfway through the second season, the network demanded that they say who killed Laura Palmer because they didn't think audiences would stick with it. Okay. So they did it. And I had no idea what to do when David Lynch left the show, went to make Wild at Heart, and it all goes to garbage. And at one point, David Duchovny plays a uh, FBI agent in drag, and it's just so stupid. eventually it that goes to garbage. Yeah, but there's a 15. But yeah, you get to episode 15, you know it's over. That's it. Stop there. But then watch the very, very last episode that David Lynch directed because it is crazy. All right, I'll yeah. try it. It's if I can get absolutely yeah. crazy, get and then there's a movie like, too. Yeah. If I can get through a season and a half of Doctor Who, yeah, I can do that. It's better than Doctor Who. Uh, yeah, see, I don't like. I assure Who. you, next two episodes, you'll get it. Okay. The first, the pilot is a little bit la- languid. I'll admit that, but I really, I still love it. It was I find a little it dry, hypnotic, and fascinating. You didn't find it funny? It's so funny. It's just so. Just that's so deadpan. 80s. Yeah, it's just like that's the so point. 80s. You keep saying it's that not, like it's a bad thing. It's not. It's, not, it's <laughs> seriously not a bad thing at all. It just it felt it felt eighties, and I, I didn't mind. Like I, think, I didn't mind it. Mike got really bored, but I, I was think, like it's it's. I think part of it is as well that 
Twin Peaks is one of those shows that's influenced so many other things. Maybe. That it doesn't feel as radically different as it did at the time. Exactly. Yeah. Because yeah, so so like, when like, it came out. Because yeah. like, even, like, the fact that it was all shot on location and shot to look like a film, that was radical at the time. It's, Twin Peaks is basically what all TV shows have turned into since so, like, The only thing I could think of during the first episode was yeah. the killing. Yeah. And that's what it made me think of. Yeah. Because that's what that show is. And it's got some yeah. X-Files, heavy X-Files influence, which, again, you'll see if you stick with it yeah. a few more episodes. But, you know, it's like, yeah, then once once the plot starts to unravel, you really are yeah. just sort of thrust into a world of, like, what is happening yeah, in this town. Yeah, stuff starts getting very okay. surreal very quickly, and you'll enjoy it. All right. Sure. I will try again. Uh-huh. I just had to ask. All right, so my news. Number one, did you guys see the Star Wars pictures this week? I don't care. I uh, have the not. Millennium Falcon. Yes. Yes, the Millennium Falcon. Yes. I, I almost cried when Millennium I saw it. It's like Falcon. it's real. They're actually building the Millennium Falcon again. And that gigantic. It's not going to be CG. They're making it. And so. that gigantic like monster puppet thing they built. Yeah. Which no one does anymore. Yeah. That was so. So exciting. it's like yeah, they're making stuff. It's not all going to be CG. They're using props. So they're trying to keep it to the roots. The, yeah. of the original. Yep. Yeah. Totally. That's what they, they are building a one to one. Yeah. Millennium Falcon. Millennium Falcon. It's one to one. It's one to one. The thing is massive. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's gigantic. I just hope you can see it through the lens. Just like the last yeah. movies, and then also, um, yeah, they're going to do a lot of model effects. It's really exciting. But my favorite part of the whole thing was it happened over two days. Millennium Falcon came with the last day, and then on the third day, J.J. Uh, Abrams sent out a tweet that said, it was this little handwritten note that said, I really wish people would stop leaking, uh, uh, leaking Star Wars pe- uh, pictures, especially making ridiculous claims like the fact that the Millennium Falcon's in the movie, and the note was taped to the holographic game board. Oh. Which was so good. Yep. Which was so good. So that was a lot of fun. And then other news, kind of weird announcement situation dealios, um, mostly involving directors. First off, uh, there's a director for the Doctor Strange movie. Oh, yeah. who, is and who is it? Who is it? Gonna Scott be? Derrickson, who made uh, Sinister <laughs> and The Exorcism of Emily Rose. <laughs> That's an interesting. He's show. not a he's not a great director, but he is a good director. Okay. And if the Edgar Wright situation has uh, proved nothing else, it's that Marvel is getting away from it being director focused. It, mm-hmm. It's feeling like it's starting to be run like old Hollywood studios used to run, and how TV runs now. Where directors are basically just for hire. Yeah. And sort of the production team that's in charge of things. What I like about it though is that they've gone after a horror director. Um, which I think was very important for Doctor Strange because there should be a creepy element to it. Yeah. Absolutely agree. And, and he will bring that to it. And Sinister was really good. Sinister was good. Sinister was good. No, he's he's sort of... He hasn't made anything, like, spectacular, but everything's been pretty solid. Even Ex- Exorcism of Emily Rose is, of the modern Exorcism movies, one of the better ones, which is a bit like saying it's, like, the it's, you know, the prize-winning pig <laughs> or, 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 or yeah. what have you. But, um... Mm. Odd choice again, sort of shows the direction Marvel's going, in maybe not the best way, but uh, exciting. Is there going to be any integration at all with Doctor Strange and the rest of the cinematic Marvel universe? Of course, okay, yeah, of course, he's being introduced to join the universe. Okay, because it just seems a bit weird that yeah, you'd be pulling in a horror director for this when the rest of the Marvel universe tone is so light and oh, fluffy. it's always been kind of out of tone. Yeah. That's, everything else. No, yeah. like that, that's the thing. I don't understand how... He's a little how, creepier, and also it's going to introduce magic into the Yeah, I, I don't understand time. how you can make Doctor Strange, as we understand it in the comics, yeah. work with the Marvel Universe as we understand it cinematically. Well, well they've, got, they've all kind of done a tongue-in-cheek variation on what we know this yeah. time, the, the Marvel Universe to be. And I think that would be it. It would be, like, lighthearted, but still a little bit creepy. Because, again, Scott Derrickson, although a horror director, mm-hmm. we're not talking, like, hard or crazy. Yeah make your mind hurt horror we're talking a guy who does 
PG thirteen horror. Cast Doctor Strange. Well, right? talking about Jared Leto. That's the rumor. Yeah, oh, interesting. Which, okay. eh, right. but what about Clea? Could Is be Clea going to be in there? That's the only thing they've gotten into so far. Oh, okay. I mean, I would assume so. I don't know who else. Yeah. I mean, kind of have to have the whole extended gang. Right? Yeah. Otherwise, it's just him yelling stuff and yeah. shooting fingers. Because you, you got to have Clea in there somewhere with her crazy ass outfit. Exactly. Just like you know, just absolutely bizarre the outfit that she wore. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So that happened. The other directing announcement that's confirmed um, is uh, not Marvel. It's uh, Star Wars. It's that they're uh, starting to assign directors to the unspecified Star Wars character spinoff films. Um, because basically the way the release schedule is going to work from now on is we'll get episode 7, 2015, then a Star Wars spinoff movie, then episode 8, then a Star Wars spinoff movie, okay. then so episode 9. The a rumor Star Wars for movie the, every year. Exactly. Okay. The rumor for the two spin, spinoff movies so far is that one's going to be Boba Fett and one's going to be Yoda. Um, that would make sense. Which would be great. I'm good um, with the Boba Fett one. Yeah. Um, the first, so, uh, How are they going to bring Yoda back? Well, it would be flashback. They're, like these are unconnected to the new oh, trilogy. Okay, so. These are just movies about yeah. single characters. Okay. So they could be take place in any time or place in the Star Wars yeah, universe. I mean, yeah, the Yoda movie can't take place post Return of the Jedi. Since, totally. Yeah. Yeah. What no. are you gonna do? Uh, yeah, man, don't remind me. But um, Did you cry? emotional moment. Oh, but, really? Yeah. No, really? Seriously? Oh, yeah. Was Yoda it? was okay. my favorite character. Okay, it's so really so upsetting. when when that happened, you were actually like in the theater, just like single. Wasn't, man, it wasn't in the theater because I was just, negative one when okay. that came out. Oh, all right. But um, but uh, when I watched it on video, yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, no. The weird thing is, I watched Return of the Jedi first. Um, we did, uh, how, how did that happen? I was four. It oh, didn't matter. Right. Same with me. And okay. and so, like, I knew he was going to die. But still, when I watched, when I finally watched the other two, when it was going to happen, it was an emotional moment. Mm-hmm. Very upsetting. I watched it when I was four and did not understand what I was watching. Yes. So I see all this stuff happening. I'm like, who is this guy? Mm. Why Why should I feel upset about this? Yeah, yeah. But anywho, one of them is going to be uh, Gareth Edwards, who did Godzilla. Okay. And the other one announced this week is going to be Josh Tank, who did Chronicle. And is also doing the upcoming Fantastic Four movie. So Wait, there's uh, an upcoming Fantastic yeah. Four movie. Yep, yep. Oh. That's part of the Mark Millar uh, oh, right. Marvel universe. So this, this is the Fox, I guess. Uh, it is Fox. Yeah. Um, it's going to be completely disconnected from the uh, terrible previous ones. Okay, they're going to try and do it properly this time. Good. Which I think integrated with the X Men, perhaps. Yep. Really? Oh yeah. Oh, they're actually going to do that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. No, the Fox wants to try and create their own little mini Marvel okay. universe with the characters they have rights to. So yeah, it's going to be come out with them integrated with the X Men universe. And uh, yeah, no, I, I'm really excited about it because I feel like. You know, like the Fantastic Four is like in the scale of Marvel characters to make work as a movie. Mm-hmm. That's a bunt. Like, it, my, Fantastic Four is easy, easy, it easy to be. do. You'd think. Yeah. But the. Uh, well, Josh, it up twice. Yeah, yeah. Would you see Chronicle? No. Yeah. Oh, really? I have not seen Chronicle. Oh, Wayne. Go get Chronicle I, on I don't Netflix. I know this what weekend. Chronicle is about. Oh, you'll so, love it. It's a right. found footage movie, a bunch of kids. Uh, find this unspecified meteor turn into superheroes when it turns into a superhero. Oh, okay. I think yeah, I've yeah. heard of it then. It's yeah, fantastic. It. Okay. Oh, it's so good. Mm. Uh, you should see it because then you'd understand why this news is so exciting. Okay, all right. Because he's a very, based purely on that movie, and that's the only movie he's done, mm-hmm. very talented and understands okay, how I'll, genre I'll movies work. Okay, I'll give a shot then. I mean, and like, he's now doing a star, either the Boba Fett movie or the Yoda movie and doing Fantastic Four. Okay. So as a geek, you should be, I will check you should know about all this. Yes. So check, yeah, do do that. So those are the two. And then another uh, director of the waiting thing, this time not an announcement, but rejection. Um, Marvel has been desperately trying to get someone to replace Edgar Wright in the Ant-Man thing, as we talked about last week. And this week, both Adam McKay, um, who made the Anchorman movies, and uh, uh, and uh, Ross, Ross and Marshall Thurber, who made Dodgeball, were both offered uh, the job. Dodgeball. I know. Why dodgeball? They were both offered the job. Both of them turned it down. Ooh. And with is this like solidarity for 
It's starting to feel that way. Starting to feel that way. Movies got to start shooting in five weeks. If they're going to make the release date, Marvel's intent on making the release date, people are signed to contract. I wouldn't be surprised if they end up having to give to give it back to Edgar Wright and let him do the movie he wants to make. Okay. That'd be nice. I don't know if it's going to happen. That's what I'm hoping for. Nice. Yeah. Well, we'll I see. mean, the, the, like Adam McKay, sure, he's got, like, he created Funny or Die. Mm-hmm. He's got an empire. He doesn't need to do anything unless he wants to do it. Yeah. Rosin Marshall Thurber, that guy's made like three movies in ten years. The, if he's turning it down, it's because the situation's yeah. really bad. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how the Sandman thing turns out because at this point, the way they've got their movies set up, the way they have the schedule, the way they have actors sign on, they'd basically be flushing money down the toilet and a lot of money down the toilet if this movie doesn't get made. And, yeah, it's starting to look like no one wants to jump on board, which I totally understand, to jump on to a movie that's already in a poisonous situation because I've got right left and then have to start shooting in less than a month. Yeah. I mean, come on. No, that's... that's Rocking a hard it's place. Bad news. Right there, yeah. Bad so, news. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. It is interesting. Whoever I, takes on that job is mm. going to suffer. I mean, there's just no way around. For sure. It's going to be um, a David Fincher situation almost, where yeah. it's just like, why am I even in here? Totally, yeah. Here? Totally. So it'll be really, really interesting to see how that turns out. Big drama over at Marvel right now. Yeah. yeah. So uh, that's terribly exciting. Though. It's like, you know, all this politics that's happening over there. For sure. For sure. But, you know, maybe it's just the DC fan in me. I just like to see Marvel suffer. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I'm just hoping that eventually it gets to the point where they give it back to Edgar Wright. I'm still really bummed out about that. Yeah. Well, like, we don't know the actual reason he left, right? Uh, no, but the the rumor uh, that I believe, the sort of common story that no one's confirmed but no one's denied is that um, Edgar Wright had been working this since 2006. Uh, he'd written the script himself along with Josh Cornish, who did Attack the Block, and they... It's very, very weird take on the character, very in tune with his tone of movies, which are very strange and self-conscious. Mm-hmm. They had started casting. They gotten into. He'd hired an entire crew. They picked all the locations, and then Marvel decided, as a studio, that they wanted to rewrite because they were unhappy with something in it. Uh, Edgar Wright rewrote the script. They weren't happy with that. They, without telling him, hired two other writers at Marvel to rewrite the script. He was unhappy with it, and he left. Okay. Um... That's easy to believe. I mean, I can yeah. I can sort of understand about right. based on previous on previous movies, like why Marvel is so kind of controlling about its uh, about its properties. Yeah, but who gives a shit about Ant Man? Like the only reason anyone cares is because Edgar Wright was doing it. That's well, the only reason Paul Paul Rudd signed Avengers on. Movie. Like the whole gang. The, he's got to be in the Avengers movie. If he's Ant Man, is kind of a big deal in uh, Avengers, so they're not going to want to put something in there that they can't fit into their universe. Of course, and. Given some of the stuff that's been put out with uh, Marvel, mm. they're probably a little paranoid about uh, tonal. Yeah, public, which is which is a lines. shame because mm. I mean, yeah, they really are just acting like another big scared company at this point, mm. rather than like let's take some chances and make something good because mm-hmm. we got nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. Now they have plenty to lose and they're acting like it. Well, I agree with you. It doesn't mm-hmm. actually matter all that much. It's not gonna hurt. Uh, the, it's not gonna hurt the movie to have this. Mm-hmm. Like it's. It's something you can work together, even if it has a sillier tone, because they've all had kind of different tone to them. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's a problem. But I and it's a weird of... backtrack because it's also Kevin Feige said the only reason they were doing it is because Edgar Wright wanted to, and because they wanted it to be his movie, not their movie. I wonder. Very if, weird. Yeah. Feels I wonder like if this, this this is all just like you know Marvel, the movie studio, actually acting like you know Marvel, the comic book company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, as a comic book company, they're like, hey, we've got a house style. And, yeah. you know, it's like the writers and artists have to adhere to that. And now mm-hmm. it's sort of sounding suspiciously like they're bringing that comic book discipline to film. And, like, totally, you guys got to do it this I way. And, 
I don't think that worked for the comic industry, so I don't think it'll work here. Totally. It'll be weird. Yeah, it's it's very a very interesting story to follow. It makes we'll, me we'll sad. We'll see how it goes from it here. It does make me it's sad. Unfortunate. And then, and then the only other last thing we talk about is not really a news story, but I thought I mentioned is that uh, this weekend is the 30th anniversary of the weekend uh, that both Ghostbusters and Gremlins came out. Cool. That was all in the same weekend. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, okay. Greatest weekend ever. Wow. All right. I was alive back then. I didn't even remember that they came out at the same time. Yeah, isn't that wild? Yeah. Yeah. And I did see both in the theater, Mm -hmm. just, like, you know, widely spaced apart. Mm -hmm. I'm probably the only person at this table that can make that claim. Yeah. 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 No, I didn't. But they were the... I think they might have been the two first VHSs I owned. Ghostbusters for sure. And you're already dating yourself just by knowing what VHS is. I know. I just can't decide if it was either E.T. or Gremlins I got second. How old were you? I can't remember which one. I have no idea. Okay. Like, like it, where, Did like, you cry at ET? Probably like three or four. Of course. Okay. I'm not a monster. All right, okay. Just check it. It was pretty I, sad. Yeah. I came close. Oh, I my st- God. I hated ET. I still what, did. What, what, what did you hate about ET? Everything. We have to have this conversation e. now. Was like everything. Everything stops now. What did, what did you hate about I ET? I like ET himself. What, why? I what just was didn't. There's something about him I couldn't stand. ET's beautiful. You're, He's cool. Crazy. I didn't yeah, care about the alien. I didn't care about the kid. I just didn't care. Well, you should try I it again. I did not bond yeah. to E.T. Maybe, maybe try watching still, it again. No, I still just, hate it. Oh, my God. Well, oh. you need to reconsider that because it's one of the greatest things ever done. No. Yeah. No, I thought yeah. it was I thought it was pretty good. And uh, He's irritating. He's magical now. Magical. He wasn't annoying like a lot of alien, a lot of aliens among humans movies are now. Do you like Mac and Me or something like that? Is that where, got, is that where we're going to, with this mouth? <laughs> <laughs> You prefer Mac and Me? Never seen it. Don't do that. Yeah, I don't, I don't even know what I, that is. I think I don't really... Mac and Me? You don't know Mac and Me? No. It's an it's a E.T. ripoff that was funded by McDonald's as an advertisement for Wait, McDonald's. Oh, no, this sounds great. A, alien that comes to Earth very much like E.T. and helps that a little McDonald's. boy in a wheelchair and loves McDonald's. And the only thing that likes more than McDonald's, Coca-Cola. Wow. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's this kind of movie. Yeah. yeah. I generally just don't like aliens. Like. No? Mean, what about Alien. Okay, I can take that, but that seems to be the only one. Okay, so you like monster aliens, then. Friendly yeah. aliens you're not into. No, I'm not into I guess Close Encounters of the Third Kind did nothing for you. Just something about really? friendly, yeah. Wow. Heartless, Mel. Heartless. Like, I didn't, I, I haven't finished or even really started watching X-Files, because I heard it got very alien-y. Yeah, the best oh, X-Files yeah. episodes are the Monster of the Week episodes. Yeah, so that I can do, but yeah. aliens, I don't really care. Yeah. Yeah. And ET was just irritating. Look at that. And slimy looking. Just and stop just... it, Mel. I'm going to get upset. Yeah. yeah we're we're, like... we're going to have people flipping the table here and, yeah. it, and knowing that Wayne is sitting across from me, they don't yeah. hit me in the face. Hey, hey. Don't be dissing ET, man. At, at least I, I know like what ET. Reading Rainbow is. Yeah, that's true. That's, yeah. that's true. Okay. You got big points for that. Yeah. I do like oh. Reading Rainbow. Wait, you were aware of what I heard this before. Who doesn't know what that is? It was Cody. He's only. He's the intern. Born in 94, I think. Three. Yeah, he's really little. Mm hmm. I watched Reading Rainbow after that period, so... Yeah, but he, if he's one or two, he's not going to be watching Reading Rainbow, Well, why right? not? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. But yes, he didn't know. Mm-hmm. On a completely unrelated note, uh, Jimmy Fallon, at some point, did an amazing impersonation of Jim Morrison and The Doors. Oh, yeah? Singing the Reading Rainbow theme. Oh, really? I cannot oh, believe... Oh, I gotta find that. I That's cannot believe awesome. how well he nailed it. It's That's just like, it's, it's the most surreal thing that I saw all week. Was, I'll check that out for yeah, sure. No, it's, it's, they it's had just a Kickstarter, crazy. right? Yeah. Yep. Yes, they did. Yep. That, that's why we were talking week. about reading Rainbow last yep. week. Okay, because cool. He, yeah, because he made a million dollars in a day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No kidding. Mm-hmm. 
Like, how many people actually watched that? It was a huge Apparently part of everyone's culture. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, anything that promotes literacy is generally a good thing. Which yeah. is surprising for today's culture, though. You didn't think... I wasn't sure I won't get behind people reading. You know. no, these days, reading is more important than ever because yeah. you know, how else are you going to like you know assassinate so, characters on Facebook? It's yeah, like you yeah, got to yeah. be able to type have, to do it's that. It's true, so. you have to be literate to yeah. use the internet. You got to be a cyber bully. Is that yeah. you're saying? Yeah, you exactly. Have to be literate to cyber bullying requires literacy. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I see. How are you going to yeah. text with your friends if you can't yeah. read, Mel? It's true. Well, how are you going to put, how you gonna put your hashtags on Twitter? You just spell like that's why it's all just spelled out. They just put you for you. Yeah, but see, even that requires a basic amount of literacy. You can learn that easily without reading Rainbow. Can you? I assume it was all people our age that funded Reading Rainbow oh, for yeah, their definitely, kids. Oh, yeah, definitely. Of course. Of course. But good for them. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. No. And if they get even more money, it's going to... I, I, I think it was it was either the four or the five million mark, but if it hits that, which it probably will, mm-hmm. then Reading Rainbow Jeez. will make its way to, like, you know, Xbox and PlayStation platforms. Yep. Which is like... Yeah, that's a score. That's a score and a half right there. That's pretty cool. Like, Reading Rainbow on a PS4? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, another reason to buy one. Yep. Mm-hmm. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go get it. Oh, yeah. I yeah. still want to give him money. He has, like, more than 20 days left. Yeah, so he's totally going to do it. Oh, yeah. They're going to kill it. Yeah. No. Cool. All right. That's up. I believe you've been watching. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah, movies this week. Uh, I've got two to discuss. Oh, really? Okay. Yes, I do. Okay. Um, Wait, what are you squeezing? It's Velcro. Okay. It's silent. All right. There you go. Okay. Silent. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I learned my lesson last week. Um, so, yeah, uh, the first movie is Edge of Tomorrow. It's a big release this week, uh, Tom Cruise movie. Um, it's, uh, I was, I gotta be honest, I was really dreading going to see it. I thought it was gonna be horrible. And it was what, what is it with Tom Cruise and science fiction these days anyway? Why is he suddenly, like, all over it? I don't know. Again. Scientology? So. Yeah, it could be that. Mm-hmm. It could also just be that's the type of blockbuster that gets made now. People don't want to see Tom Cruise in a jet. They want to see Tom Cruise punching an alien in the face. Okay. Although I think people actually do want to see Tom Cruise in a jet. I yeah. wouldn't mind seeing him in a jet. Yeah, I guess that wouldn't be bad. <laughs> Anywho, Edge of Tomorrow. Wasn't looking forward to it. Pleasantly surprised. So, uh, here's the premise. Um, the uh, aliens, ha- a meteor crash landed in the middle of Europe. Uh, monster aliens got out of it. They'd taken over Europe. Um, so it's time for America to go in very much like D-Day. Movies coming out on D-Day. Yeah. This actually also sounds is, suspiciously like um, resistance. It's, well, it so- sounds very similar to a lot of things, yeah, as right. we'll soon get into. Uh, so Tom Cruise plays a sort of uh, military propaganda talking head who goes, the movie starts out with a flurry of fake news reports. He's just going around being like, yeah, you should sign up, go fight, help the cause, blah, 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 blah. Uh, as soon as that ends, he has a, a meeting with the general in London, Played by uh, Brandon Gleason, particularly crabby, particularly excellent. And he tells Tom Cruise that uh, you're going to go fight. And Tom Cruise is like, oh, no, I don't fight. I do the talking and the blah, blah, blah. He says, no, 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 you're going to fight. Tom Cruise tries to talk his way out of it, then tries to bribe his way out of it. And then he gets punched in the head and wakes up on a military base at the front line um, where Bill Paxton, playing a, su- playing a southern sergeant, yells at him all morning long and tells him he's going to fight the front line. They, do in order to fight, they does have... Does he put him on an express elevator to hell going down? He does go on a drop ship, doesn't okay. use those terms. All right. Um, they, uh, in order to fight, all the grunts wear gigantic uh, sort of robotic military it's power suits. power battle armor. Just, call, like, it, just yep, call it power, power battle, battle armor. Power battle armor. So, they, put, so they all wear power armor. Tom Cruise doesn't even know how to operate or turn off the safety. They throw him in it anyway. Um, Emily Blunt plays the uh, head female killing machine, who they uh, refer to as the full metal bitch. 
Um, she's won so many battles. Uh, he sees her briefly before they head to battle, doesn't talk to her, goes into battle, almost immediately dies, alien blood all over the face, wakes up, bam, by Bill Paxson yelling at him again, just like that morning. Goes through the whole thing, eerily similar, dies again. Gets up, does it again. This keeps happening. He doesn't know why, can't explain it to people because everyone thinks he's crazy and people just wanted to shove him into combat anyway. Eventually, Emily Blunt, who I referred to earlier as the full metal bitch, they meet in combat. Tom Cruise has, because he's died so many times, started to recognize the pattern of what happens in the battle, not unlike a video game, and can survive a little bit longer, tries to save her life. She sees something in him, says, you find me tomorrow morning when you wake up. Shoots him in the face. He wakes up, again, as per usual, goes to meet her. Turns out she used to suffer from the same thing. That's how she became a killing machine. Apparently, the leader of the aliens is this sort of Lovecraftian beast in the bottom of a uh, water tank who can control time. And that's how they've been slaughtering humans so much, is that they take, use this power to every time they lose a battle, they start it over again, figure out how to beat them. Because, because Tom Cruise got alien blood on his face, he now has that power. The aliens okay. don't know it. The aliens, wow. don't, the aliens don't know it. Only Emily Blunt and Tom Cruise know it. So Emily Blunt, slowly, one day at a time, every day, Tom Cruise wakes up, sneaks away, goes to explain who he is to Emily Blunt. She trains him to become a killing machine. He dies hundreds of times, most of the time with him shooting her in the face. It's kind of like Wile E. Coyote. It's pretty funny. Eventually, <laughs> as I said, like a video game, they slowly learn the pattern of the battle. They slowly get a sense of where this time creature is going to be. This is the most interesting part of the movie. Because, I mean, it is Groundhog Day, essentially, let's face it. It's very creatively done, very violent, very darkly funny, as I said. But more importantly, there's a lot of really, really wonderful sequences where you're seeing something play out, and you as the audience don't find out how many times Tom Cruise has actually been through this particular scenario until about halfway through. They do a lot of really interesting things with that. Little interesting okay. little writing shifts, okay. little crazes where you're not quite sure what's going on. Very, very cleverly done. Very unconventional. It's not conventionally structured because it has all this stuff yeah, going on. Right. It's directed by Doug Lyman, who did Swingers and Made and the first Born Identity movie. Uh, he sort of shoots it on the ground level. Very intimate. Very intense. Um, lots of handheld. Not too much. He did okay. the first one, which wasn't overloaded with that. It was Paul Greengrass who came in for two and three that really, really loaded that up. Some shaky cam for sure, but not like mm-hmm. seizure inducing. Okay, that's um, At a certain point... It sort of turns into a standard action movie climax. Very satisfying, but not unconventional has it been up until that point. That middle hour is so much more different than I expected. So well done. Um, There is, like I said, a really interesting video game parallel there of, you know, seeing a guy who's a schlub and a loser basically become an action superstar through pattern recognition, which is kind of clever. Thanks to the power of grinding. Totally, yeah. Okay, all right. Which is clever and interesting, and it's also an interesting way of, by the end, when Tom Cruise is the sort of super-killing machine movie hero that we all know, you at least have some sort of explanation for it. And that yeah, he's, lived, he's done it like thousands yeah, of times. Yeah, he's done it. He's lived through three lifetimes to become mm-hmm. that good. And I thought that was a clever variation on the sort of movie heroic theme. Um, so so in this movie, through the miracle of like time warps, they actually are saying, you know, sometimes practice is the, you know, it's like the totally. best tool, you know, it's like that person's disposal. Totally, so, totally. Yeah. It's very, very well done. I had a very good time. It's definitely the best movie Tom Cruise has done in years and years and years. Um, he's quite good at it. Um, so if you like him, he, it, it's actually a movie where he delivers a real performance. If you don't like him, you get to see him die like a hundred times, okay. minimum. I, I am okay with Tom Cruise. Yeah, so. yeah no, he can be fun. Yeah. Uh, for sure. And he's a better actor than some people give him credit for, too, mm-hmm. I think. Um, so anyway, I yeah, as far as like a mainstream sci-fi blockbuster goes, I'm very, very impressed by this. It's 
very clever, very smart, incredibly entertaining. Uh, better than his last science fiction movie. Certainly, um, which was a disaster. Oblivion. Yeah, that, was, that was pure uh, yes, garbage. Oblivion. Okay. Pure, pure garbage. Um, but uh, anyway, yeah, it, it's yeah. I, once again, I I went in expecting to hate it. I really, mm-hmm. really loved it. Um, and of course, the, the kicker of all of this is that it actually is based off a Japanese science fiction novel. Yeah, it's, it it's is. not like these guys came up with this whole cloth. I was going to ask you. It is. And apparently, he was a video game programmer. <laughs> okay. Which explains. Oh. Right. Oh, explains the whole parallel okay. thing. Yeah. The only, the worst part about the movie is the title, um, Edge of Tomorrow, mm-hmm. which is meaningless and generic. And okay. The movie yeah. isn't. Title of Japanese book, All You Need Is Kill, yeah. which they should have stuck with, because yeah. yeah. that was great. It's a fine title. Yeah, it's a great title. I was going to ask you if you've read it, actually. No, I've not. Okay. Have you? No. No. End of discussion. No, I was just going to wonder. No, I'd be curious to, to now. I would be interested to. I mean, the thing was, when I just heard the concept, and even when I saw the trailers, it looked so dull to me. Yeah. I didn't expect it to be this interesting. I, I'd be very curious to read the book now. I have a feeling that it's a very loose adaptation. I think it's just oh, sort of yeah. the central sure, concept. Be, yeah. uh, and also, there were some really good screenwriters on it. Uh, Christopher McGuire, who did uh, The Usual Suspects. Oh, uh, he was one of the writers. Okay. And another British writer who did a little movie called Birthday Girl that I'm very fond of. I don't know if you've ever seen. Nope. It's really, really good. Uh, Nicole Kidman plays a Russian male order bride who comes to this uh, awkward British to this awkward British guy orders and he's obviously super impressed because it's fucking Nicole Kidman which he didn't expect <laughs> and things seem to be going really well and then one day uh, you know Vincent Castle French actor yeah Vincent Castle and this other guy show up and they're like she's my sister who the fuck are you and then they like take over his life and his crime and it was all a big scam it's really really good okay really really good that so sounds I, pretty messed up yeah. yeah 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 so there's like a couple really good writers on it so I can't I don't know how much came from the book how much came from them mm-hmm. but uh, no I Really, really pleased by this. I, re- I really recommend. It. I hope it does well because it's it's rare that you actually get even a movie that borrows concepts that have been used before. Yeah. Groundhog Day, obviously, um, and uh, Source Code a couple of years ago yeah. did a similar thing. To, to do it this well is rare. So this and, is one and of actually those be unpredictable. Rare science fiction movies that actually has some science fiction in it. Yeah, totally. Rather than and, and like get more of those lately. Yeah, yeah. And, and like any of these movies. Uh, the ending, I like it's it's hard to judge on first viewing, but after the ending, I feel like there are some loopholes there, and it doesn't quite totally add up. But again, I don't I don't care. If there are loopholes in Back to the Future. I don't know, yeah. so I'm not gonna let that bother doesn't me. Matter, yeah. yeah, as long as it's entertaining enough and there's enough to follow. But yeah, I really recommend it. Really pleasant surprise. Works really well, I and get to see Bill Paxton again. Probably actually watch it now. It's totally worth it. Yeah, because I too was going to just ignore this. I was like, you know, it's like yeah, yeah. off my radar. I could not have been less interested in going to see it, okay. but I was really, really pleased, and I, I recommend it a lot. And then the other movie that came out this week that I'll talk about is a horror film called The Sacrament. Um, it's by Ty West, who did House of the Devil and The Innkeeper. Smell, you seen those? Yes, Mel yes, knows. I have. These are really, really. Did you like those? Um, I really liked House of the Devil. Yes. Yeah. Innkeepers, I found a little slow at first. Yeah, he he does slow. He's yeah. a slow burn kind of guy. Oh, I'm I'm all for slow burn. Yeah. I'm oh, totally you you okay love House of the Devil. House of the Devil's even shot like it was made made in the eighties. Oh, really? Yeah. Very yeah. deliberate. I'm totally okay with the slow burn. You should watch that, House that of the Devil. That works for me. Yeah. That's House of the Devil and Chronicle. Write those down. Watch right. those this weekend. You're gonna have a good time. Okay. But anywho, Ty West, um, definitely, I think one of the most talented young horror directors today. Really, really good one. Uh, what he's essentially <laughs> made is it's a found footage movie. Okay. But not a bad one. All right. Um, because it's a found footage movie about a couple of vice journalists who go to a cult in the middle of a oh, island in South yeah. America, and it's basically a almost beat-for-beat telling of the Jonestown Massacre. Which, oh, okay. Which is the infamous mm-hmm. Kool-Aid cult. Yeah. Um, and it even works as a found footage thing for that, because even though it's contemporary through vice journalists... Um, 
I don't know if you guys have ever seen, but the, the reason that everything went really south is that journalists did go to Jonestown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They and, had some journalists come in, and yeah. he didn't like that, and he forced well, everyone to It wasn't so much that he didn't like it as, as it was that he was trying to put on a show. They were very skeptical of it, and within... Like uh, within like an hour or two of them being there, well, well, people in the cult started passing notes. To the journalist well, the saying, wanted, "Get us out of here! Yeah, the Please in the get cult us out of here!" Wanted out. Exactly. And yeah. he didn't. Jim Jones didn't want people nope. leaving. No. Because he was supposed to create a exactly. society. I've actually listened to the recording. It's of the terrifying. Last few hours yeah. Oh yeah. Ter- absolutely terrifying. Um, and yeah, I thought Ty West did it very, very well. Um, it's yeah. It's. It's not called Jonestown, but all the events play out pretty well beat for beat. I'd always wanted to see a movie done of it, um, and this did it really effectively. The actor, they got to play him, which I think it's it's something... Like, his last name is Jones. Gene Jones is the guy they got to play it. He's amazing. Very, very charismatic, sleazy. Never, like, overtly evil, but just, like, gets under your skin, creeps you out. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very... The way it's all gradually built up works well. And even the fact that it's fan footage actually is a benefit to the movie because Ty was very, very good at shooting, like, suspense sequences. That's sort of his skill. By doing it as a documentary, it removes all of that, and it's just purely the actors in the situations that's, that are creepy. And it is deeply, deeply upsetting and disturbing. The whole, when it gets to the eventual mass to I mean, it's a spoiler, but, I mean, it's Jonestown. Yeah. When they yeah. get to that, when they get to mass suicide, it's one of the more upsetting things I've ever seen. Mass suicide slash mass murder? Yeah, totally. Um, and it's, ve- it's really intense. Some really great actors in it. Joe Swanberg, A.J. Bowen, who are both in um, Your Next. Um, both excellent in that. Um and also where it's sort of like mumblecore actors, very good character-driven. You can tell there's a lot of improvisation in this. Um, yeah, it's just a very, very well-done movie. It's sort of one of those movies that you classify as a horror movie for lack of any other genre to call it. Okay. Um, towards the end, there are some, like, chase scenes and sort of that. But it's never overdone. I was does a really good job of keeping it real and, and, frankly, keeping it true to the story. Even the stuff that becomes a little more theatrical did happen. Um, there were actual, like, machine gun fights with the journalists. On the, on the runway with the plane. They were yes. trying to leave, and they actually yes, had yes, to put yes. down. Exactly. Um, and they do all that. And, uh, yeah, I was very, very impressed by it. It's obviously not, like, a poppy horror movie. It's certainly not for everyone. But if you're interested in cults, if you're interested in Ty West, if you're interested in sort of unconventional horror films, um, sort of blending horror and drama is a really, really strong one. A lot of people have been kind of pissy about it because they think it's in bad taste to do something on Jonestown or they were just pissed off it was about Jonestown. I think those people are stupid. I think it was long enough ago we could do something on it. Yeah, totally. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, both really good movies this week, so check both those out. Sadly, that's the only thing my heritage is known for, the country of my heritage is known for, Guyana, Giant yeah. Jonestown. The Jonestown? Yeah. Hey, that's a big one, though. You got that going for you. Wonderful. You're Canadian, though. You got that heritage. That's now. also true. Yeah. No, we're Irish and, and Guyanese. Oh, Irish is way better. Irish and Guyanese. Irish. That's that's my heritage. Oh, you got a lot of you got a lot of stuff going on there. Yeah. There you go. A lot of violence. Yeah, 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 yeah. But a lot good, of drinking, actually, extreme amount of drinking. Yeah, yeah, but good drink, sides. good drinking, good storytellers, yeah. leprechauns, good stuff. Yeah. All right, I guess we should move on to what you've been playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, who would like to go first? I'll go Volunteers. first. There you go. Alex is um, going first. The last thing I played was uh, Incredible Adventures of Van Helsing 2. Oh, yeah. You did review. not like that. Oh, God, no. You was... you seem to... I, I was just curious. I went and looked at other scores. You're the only person that seemed to really not get along with that particular I title. did not find it fun in the slightest. Like, I just All didn't... Right. Explain. Well, my big problem with the game is that 
it relies really heavily on all these extra mechanics to the sort of Diablo 2 top-down kind of adventure RPG uh, formula that just isn't fun. Like, it's just not fun to do. Like, the whole thing with managing your army and having a bunch of having a bunch of guys who go and do missions for you which is something that was amazing in Final Fantasy Tactics like that little thing where you could send your guys off oh, yeah. do little missions they come back and say and depending on what skills they have they'll say hey we, f- we succeeded or we failed yeah which but, was also in Assassin's Creed um, mm-hmm. 2 or yeah. Brotherhood so, yeah. but you only got four guys to do it with and I found it was ridiculously easy to do and it was kind of just the point of there's no real penalty for putting it off because it's just you wait a certain number of minutes in real time just goofing around and it happens and I guess because there's no real replay value I can find because it, as far as I know everything is a preset environment mm. so it's not like a randomly generator or anything okay. like that yeah. and it just doesn't really come across as it's not really engaging to do like it's like why am I here why am I doing this the very first level throws me off because it's just running around the same environment doing all these different missions and fighting waves of guys in between them that kind of sounds like there were just some serious pacing issues no there's really bad pacing issues with Mm -hmm. that and then it gets into sort of the main the next part of the game and I felt there was pacing issues with that Mm -hmm. and then it keeps doing that and it's just a case of it was one of those games where I'm like is it over please is it over and it just they kept throwing stuff in like I couldn't I could barely manage my character because it's like I've got to manage my character but I've got to actually manage the fact that they have a mode where you can start at level 30 which gives you all these skills that you can't possibly get if you start at level 1 you have a a companion whose skills you have to manage and I found that like I'm going through all the skills and I'm like I'm only using two of these I'm using two of these skills throughout the entire game and I'm not using yeah that's kind of broken I'm not using any of the rage mechanic, which is this thing where you build up rage every time you kill something, and you can use it to enhance a spell with a certain with one of three abilities per spell. And I've never used those because they're not useful. I guess the story also didn't do much for you. Oh no, I don't understand okay. the story. I mean, it's basically just hey, let's take Bram Stoker and just throw the names in random things and make it steampunk, which uh, is as cr- a cool okay. idea, but it doesn't work. And it doesn't help that the writing is all these pop culture references. Like, the one that made me, like, yell at the screen, and many of them did, was the one where you fight these uh, birds that throw, that throw exploding fireballs at you. And after you kill the first wave of them, your main character goes, those are some very angry birds. To which your companion says, don't... don't yeah. To which your companion says, don't be such a pig. They were probably just protecting their eggs. Okay. I'm not exaggerating. That is the kind of humor we are dealing with. And it this doesn't stop. It it keeps coming up. Um, Some bad writers that are on this um, game. Yeah, it sounds pretty rough. I think yeah, they cut right, out so. the thing in the closed beta where they had them saying constantly talking about taking an arrow to the knee. Oh, which, they were making that joke. Yeah. Okay. But they were making that joke with no context, so it just doesn't work. And there's also an entire there's actually one mission that I refuse to do because it just annoyed me so badly, which was saving Private Brian. You can tell where I'm going with this. Wow. And I just was like, no. And they actually, to their credit, give you the ability to just say no. You've got three choices. You can say yes, you can say no, you can say no! Just yell it. And I clicked on that one. Okay. But no, it, it just, overall, it just... 
I've played bad games for the magazine before, but this is a game that just upset me on some level because of how it was structured and how they decided to proceed with it and all the extra stuff that just does not does not sort of put itself forward in a way where you want to do this. Mm. It just throws you into this, it throws it at you, and it's like, how does this enhance my experience? It doesn't. It just distracts me from the main core of the game. It doesn't add to it. It doesn't make it doesn't feel like, you know, something that is fun to do. And the core of the game just isn't that fun either. I really didn't feel like there was a lot of enemy variation. It felt like, I mean, I, I played Path of Exile, which was that free-to-play game that's basically just Diablo 2 with better graphics. Mm-hmm. And I love that game. This has nowhere near, in my opinion, the depth or, you know, the interest in the system. What is the actual price of this game? Um, uh, I I presume that it's like digital only on Steam, or is there actually like a physical copy of this available somewhere? I can't tell you off the top of my okay. head. Um I, I don't. I don't think it's a full sixty dollar price game. No, it can't be if it's on PC. I mean, no game is sixty dollars on PC anymore. So. No, I don't. I, I think mm. it's. I want to say fifteen. I don't know. Mm. So I'm not gonna say that. But I'm just like, if this was a free to play game, I might give it a bit more leeway. Mm-hmm. Because if it's a free to play game, then yeah. But if you have to buy it, then that's, no. And it, it was a yeah. it was a purchase game, and okay. it's just like no, it's just not something. It's just something that offends me because it's the case of we are so past this. It's not. It wouldn't have been hard to try to integrate this, and it just feels like they were throwing a bunch of stuff at it, taking a completely used uh, formula and then just throwing extra stuff that just doesn't enhance it. And it was just not a fun experience whatsoever. That's really a shame. Because and I will. Yeah, one I, last thing I want to say: hmm. it it suffers one of the big things I hate in all games, where the villain is completely uncompelling. Oh, okay. You never hear him speak. Ever. The, the main villain of the game, like the one who you're chasing throughout the entire game, never speaks to you. Not even when you meet him. And That's a weird choice. It's a really bad choice mm-hmm. because... And um, I'm just going to say, his, his, he's, because he says from the beginning, his name is General Harker. You can tell where, you can tell where they get that name from. Mm, yeah. And they do this whole backstory thing with him that was actually kind of an interesting idea. This, ex- or it would have been if they've actually developed it, was this exiled general who worked with like the original Van Helsing, and they mm-hmm. could have done a whole thing with that. And you know, they could have, maybe they did in the previous game, but they don't reference it in the slightest in this one. Um, this is a sequel, and you know, maybe the, maybe they reference it in the previous game, but the way they do it in this in the sequel, they don't really at all. And I didn't feel like they actually make it accessible to people who haven't played the uh, original game. Aside from kind of saying, oh, this is what you did in the original game. Which was essentially, you killed a guy. And it's just, like, that's, no, that's pretty much what the opening is like. You're, you killed a guy. That, that was the previous game. And the problem I just had with him is that he's completely uncompelling as a villain. He's supposed to be this big monolithic, monolithic threat running an army. And he just... Is he has no personality? He has no gravitas. He doesn't make you want to hate him. He doesn't really make you feel like you're somebody that you're challenging or even fighting against. He just feels like this guy who's there. He's there because they needed a villain. And for me, like the villain makes it. You got to have a good villain, somebody who plays off the main character, someone who actually puts forward a personality and some ideal you can challenge. 
and this guy does not provide any of that. So there was just like a catastrophic failure of writing with this no, game? it they seems just, like they yeah. just didn't care. And it, it's really annoying for this kind of game because this is the kind of game where writing is actual, where mm-hmm. writing is actually important and you can really see bad writing. And it's just the case of... And it's just the case of... It would have been something so easy for them to do with what they had and what source material if, they if had. If they cared, which I guess they didn't. So. But the, the problem is, is there's nothing else... The game has nothing else going for it. Mm-hmm. I wasn't particularly a fan of the graphics. I could barely see what was going was going on in uh, most levels. Most of the backgrounds were completely generic and muddly. And I could just go on. And the reason I gave it as low of a score as I did is because it was a game with almost every other game. There is something that actually... There is some redeeming quality that I have found, even if it's a game that's almost a fail. And this one, I couldn't find anything that wasn't flawed. Mm. So that that's what I have to say about that. Yeah, that's, your, that's your upsetting one yeah. way to read Alex's full review, now that you really have to now, <laughs> yeah. uh, go to cgmagonline.com. I'm sorry you didn't like it, Alex. Well, that's fine. I'll be, I'm, again, I'll be winners. No. The review is something that actually is a, li- a little more articulate about it, so you probably should be better off reading that. I was fun. It's, m- it's more fun for me to review games I really don't like, I find, than games I actually really enjoy. Yeah, it's cathartic. Yeah. yeah. Oh, totally cathartic. Within reason. Not so good. Yeah. Right, City of Colors was okay, though. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, but you can read the review for that. CGMagonline.com. Yeah. Wayne. Um, playing a couple of things, but I, I guess the big thing was uh, yeah, murdered soul suspect. All right. Which wow, it's like yeah, look at all that enthusiasm coming. Actually, out no, I, I did. I did want to play murder. Yeah. Well, yeah. See that that's the thing. I mean, it's like I, I played it. I reviewed it. I ended up giving it like a seven, um, but um, I did actually like it. Um, asking price of $70 on the PS4 is like a bit steep for what amounts to like a mid-budget yeah. adventure game. That's probably the biggest issue is that, you know, it's like it's it screams budget. You know, it's like the graphics compared to something like Infamous or even like, you know, Tomb Raider Definitive Edition, it does yeah. not look as good as those games. Bummer. Uh, you think it was a PS3 game that just got... Well, yeah, see, that, yeah, that, that's the thing is that originally it was slated only to be like PS3, 360, and then like, you know, somewhere a couple of months ago they announced, oh, and it's coming to the PS4 and the Xbox One as well. So, right. is it, so it was a rush job to port it Is it 70 bucks on PS3 as well? It's, no, it's um, 60 bucks on the PS3, okay. I think, and 70 on the PS4 and the Xbox One. Ridiculous. And um, if the price were cheaper, I would probably have an easier time recommending it because it's like this is not one of those you know change your life gotta have a kind of games. Mm. It's like the best way that I could describe this game is that it's kind of like you've got you know a lazy summer day or a couple of lazy summer days and you just want like you know a light diversion that's you know not going to like you know, have a huge impact on you. And right. This game would be that. I, like I know that. The guys that are all about the shooty shooty first person Call of Duty kind of mm. thing, those guys just turn around right now and just walk away from this game because you don't shoot anything uh, ever, uh-huh. ever at all. There's uh-huh. like no shooting in this game because do you get to kill really, anything. You kind of sort of do, but like okay. the, the, the premise of this game is that uh, in the opening cutscene, you are a Salem detective who gets killed, okay, and you become a ghost. Oh, that's and fun. the rest of the game is about you trying to find your murderer. Ah. Which is why it's called Murdered Soul Suspect, S-O-U-L. Right. So it's like, you know, ha-ha, isn't that clever? Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's the game. And, I, you know, I, one of the things I liked about oh, it yeah, is this It's got, like, a film noir setting to it, right? It kind of does. I mean, yeah, it's like, yeah, it, it all takes yeah, place yeah, in Salem, Massachusetts, yeah, yeah. 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 And one of the things that I think is hilarious about the game is that, you know, in any other game, 
you are bitching and complaining constantly about the fact that there's like poor collision detection but you know it's like here in this game it's like no you're walking through objects and that's perfectly fine because right, you're a ghost because right, you're so, a ghost yeah yeah so it's it's none of this that's totally unrealistic i just walk through that wall it's like yeah. dude you're a ghost what yeah, you what else you're gonna gonna do? yeah so so you know there there is that um the reason that i ended up giving it a seven you know it's yeah. like, aside from the fact that it is quite a bit pricey is mm. They pretty much lay out all the ghost abilities that you'll have in like the first hour, hour and a half of the uh, game, and then they don't really give you anything else to play with as far as new right. ghost abilities. So, so it gets a little tired. So yeah, I, I was a bit bummed out by that because it was like, oh, you you gave me this taste of you know how much fun it is to be a ghost detective, but then they didn't pick it up and run away with it nearly far enough. Right. So because. You can do things like um, you can possess people, but when you possess them, you can't actually influence their actions. Right. All you can do is like telepathically read whatever they're thinking right at that moment. Gotcha. And if, so, so it's a little bit like um, L.A. Noir almost. Uh, a little bit like that, you know. Yeah. yeah. And, and then there's the other thing where it's like, you know, yeah, there's like a murder that's happened, and you can't interrogate the uh, witnesses who are there. Right. But there are like other ghosts who are like haunting the area. Right. They've seen right. what's going right. on, so you're like. I'm interrogating ghosts. This is kind of cool. That's actually so, really awesome. Yeah. Sounds kind of fun, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, it's like, yeah, they, they have all of those little bits like that, but then, you know, it's like you, you encounter all of that in the first hour and a half, and you're like, this is pretty awesome, but then you just keep doing it over and over again. Yeah. And you're like, I need something new at this point. I'm like, you know, hour three, hour five, hour six, you haven't given me anything new to do. Yeah. I'm still doing all the same old things that you taught me in hour one. Was the writing still good? <laughs> the writing was actually um, pretty decent. Okay. Yeah. Um, it wasn't amazing, but... Um, the voice actors they had, they gave a decent performance. The the plot, you actually do want to keep finding out what happens next. Um, well, and I like I said, there is a little bit of combat in there. One mm-hmm. of the interesting things that they um, have in the game is that in the conceit of this afterlife, demons actually do exist. Okay. And they're running around. But demons in this world are actually just ghosts that have been around for so long that their memory and sense of identity have decayed. And they're basically just these hungry soul vortexes that are looking around just trying to eat the souls of more recent ghosts that still remember who they are so there's a bit of a silent hill um element to that in that if the demons see you you stand no chance it's like you're just not going to win that fight you have to run away from them right you you have to hide somewhere um but you can actually stealth kill them if you can sneak up behind them and they're not aware that you're cool. there and that's the only way that you can take them down. Wait, so if you're a ghost can you hide in objects like a chair um you can't hide in objects but you can actually hide in the leftovers of devoured souls that okay. are like left scattered around okay. so weird yeah so the demons can't see you when you like you know jump into one of these like you know ghostly residual leftover things that's just like ghost shards parts? of light yeah so it's like the walking dead thing of smearing zombie parts on yeah it's, it's a little bit like that yeah, yeah. so um, and then, you know, yeah, on, on top of that, there's the whole investigation part because you're a detective. So, mm. you know, it's like this is what you do. And this is where a little bit of um, Heavy Rain and L.A. Noir and stuff like that come in where you're doing normal detective stuff. Like, you know, there's a crime scene. Mm. And if the cops are there, they're putting out all their little numbers and all. And you're mm. investigating that evidence. But on the other hand, there's also like the psychic ghost evidence where you can wander around and it was like, OK, a really traumatic event happened here. And there's like psychic residue. And so you can actually draw that out and sort of like, you know, replay the event and, you know, it's like see what happened that way. So it's a, a little bit like a psychic version of Batman's detective yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, where he was reconstructing it mathematically, I guess, you know, it's like yeah. simulation of bullet impacts and blah, blah, blah. Cool. This, this guy is doing it through like, you know, yeah, psychic imprints. Um, so I, I did actually like the game. It's just that 
It's a bit expensive. Yeah. Um, yeah, I looked it up. It's it is sixty dollars last gen. Okay. Yeah. And, and yeah, repet- and seventy dollars current gen. And yeah, yeah. and it's, repetitive. It's and... not a long game. Like if if you're really trying to blow through the game, you can probably do it in about six to eight hours. Okay. Um, it probably took me twice that long it took me about 16 to play it because there's a ton of collectibles right a ton of collectibles and i just went and tried to find them all right so that stretched it out for me considerably but um you do actually have fun like um one of the collectibles that they have is that in each one of the different areas you'll find um (laughs) say one area it'll be like you know a shovel and then you'll collect the psychic shovel and then you'll find out that there's like 10 more so if you collect the remaining nine when you do it unlocks a ghost story and so it, it just it just cuts to like you know cool. a, a nice illustration, and then some voice actor just comes in and then just narrates this short creepy ghost story that runs anywhere from like you know three to eight minutes. Fine. And then at the end of it, you're like, oh, okay, that was like. Ew. So yeah. just, when you say ghost story, do you mean like the story of one of the ghosts that are around, or just like a general ghost? It's story? it. I, I ostensibly it's supposed to be something that you know happened in that area. Okay, yeah. Sure. So yeah. scary t- tales that came in the, to tell in the dark. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's, so it's kind of like your own private house of mystery or house of secrets kind of thing where you know it's like they tell these things and you know and then you find out you know it's like and you know but then she'd been dead all of these years Ooh, scary um stuff like that so yeah i i I do like it and if this game were like thirty dollars i would just tell everybody just go out and buy it immediately because it's it's a fun diversion it's just not like quote-unquote an important game like in right. you know, grand theft auto 5 right or, so just wait till the, the price drop piece. comes down yeah i mean I guess, you know, right. or the inevitable it's probably going to be free on playstation plus at of some course. point yeah, it probably yeah, is yeah, so yeah, yeah. but um i i did enjoy it it's it's just that it's got a lot of things kind of you know going against it that yeah. make a 70 dollar purchase a bit iffy so fair enough yeah it sounds fun but it's all right yeah yeah, yeah. i enjoyed oh. it yeah Sounds like a sounds like a really good concept. I haven't seen many uh, mm-hmm. ghost-based games that seem to be very good. Yeah, yeah and this is one is yeah, this one is decent. It's not amazing. I was kind of hoping it would be amazing, but it's not. It's it's decent. It's, yeah. it's, it's a good in the right direction. So, yeah, cool. All right, Wayne. Did you want to talk about Neptunia? Or? Oh yeah, and the other game that I've I'll been playing. I'll give you like is, a minute. Okay, mm. Hyperdimension Neptunia PP, which stands Perfect for. Curve. Perfect producer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's an so, idle game. Correct? Yes. Yes. Oh, it's 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 a, it's an idle making simulation game where mm. it's like the hyperdimension Neptunia world itself is actually a, a bizarre series of Japanese RPGs where there's this world with these goddesses that protect like the different districts of this world and these goddesses are the physical incarnations of video game consoles. Huh. So they've got a girl named Noir and um, she's black. Uh, her primary color is black, and she's all like a, no PlayStation. Oh, she, she's all high tech. And then there's there's a girl named Neptune, and um, she actually is based on the um, never completed Neptune console that was supposed to succeed um, the uh, what came after the Saturn the uh, Dreamcast the Dreamcast yeah so uh, and then yes there's a Nintendo girl and then there's uh, this huge blonde big-breasted woman who's like you know the xbox yeah, so, yeah she's, that sounds she's, like she's got a massive rack and she's blonde and she's taller than everybody else and she's a complete slut and hits on everybody and they're like oh yeah she's she's the xbox girl it's like okay i, I think i know where this game is going yeah so so Pretty common trope. normally with the hyperdimension neptunia series this is about these girls like you know fighting various menaces and all that and protecting this world but um it turns out that uh, the various mobs, because this is heavily based on like you know a lot of game lore. The various mobs that they have been thrashing through all of these years of like you know beating things up, they've gotten pissed off, so they've actually started a um, idle girl group called Mob Forty Eight, 
<laughs> and they've been stealing what are called shares, which is basically the psychic fuel that these girls use to use their goddess-like abilities. So Mob 48 has been like, you know, just singing their songs and getting really popular, and everybody is listening to them now and totally ignoring the console girls. So the console girls summon a producer from our world, which is you, the player, mm-hmm. and they say, okay, so we want to become idol singers too, and we need you to help us to become the perfect idol singer so that we can get these shares back and restore our goddess-like power. And that's the game. Weird. So this is basically a... Uh, so this is basically an idol harem game. Yes, it is. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, okay, maybe not harem because you're not... Uh, you, you're supposed to, like, you know, pick one and even though you can interact with all the other girls, you're sort of focused on making that one girl, like, you know, the best possible idol singer that she can be. Okay. So because this is on the Vita, of course, I went with Noir because it's like, well, she's the PlayStation. Yeah, so, you know, what, what else are you going to do? do? Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like, unfortunately, I guess they knew that a lot of people were going to be picking her because she's also the... I don't even know how you pronounce this word. Um... Sundere? Sundere. Sundere? Yeah, Yeah, you pronounce every uh, letter or syllable. Because that's one of those words where it's like I've read it a million times, but I've never actually had to say it out loud. I just say Sundere all the time, and people get mad, and that's great. Okay, so yeah, she she is the Sundere character, which, you know, in Japanese anime and manga tropes, that basically means, like, you know, the stern, strong, cold-hearted girl that appears to not really like you. Mm. But, you know, it's like, actually, she's a big old softy inside, and if you can just, like, you know, eventually win her over through perseverance and loyalty and all that sort of thing, she basically just melts and says, oh, okay, I guess I do like you after all. Yeah. <laughs> so they, they made Noir the Sundari girl for this game where she's just like, oh my god, this chick just completely hates me. But, you know, because you persist and say things like, you know, it's like, I believe in you. It's like, let's practice one more time. It's like, <laughs> I believe that there's a beautiful singer in you. And she's like, you do? You really believe that? Like, yeah. Okay. Like, all right. Okay. I, I'll, I'll allow you to, like, you know, have lunch with me this one time, but only because I knew that you missed your lunch and that you'd go hungry otherwise. I don't want you to starve to death because I can't have my producer starve you. But it's not because I like you. It's, it's just <laughs> because I'm that. feeling sorry for you. This is pity, okay? <laughs> I don't actually like you, and I don't want you to be happy. So Does she have yeah. twin tails? Uh, yes, she does. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. So. That's pretty much par for the course with yeah. Sundares. Yeah. So, you know, and, and then, like, uh, I'm actually... It's, it's a very short game. Um, if you're actually just trying to finish it from start to finish you can probably wrap it up in about, like, three or four hours. Wow. It's that short, because the game is meant to be repeated, where it's like, okay, so now you've turned that one girl into, like, the ultimate idol singer. Now try it with, like, the other three girls. So I probably am going to play it again, and I'm going to go with the big-breasted, blonde, slut Xbox sure, girl. To see yeah. What, yeah. I'm going to see what her storyline is, because I'm like, story okay, yeah, what, what are you doing with this girl? Because the, the other ones are, like, you know, meek, small, demure, basically tiny girls that look like teenagers, and then she's just yeah. all 120% pure cowgirl. It's just ridiculous. So, yeah, well, I, I really have to see what happens. She's green hurt, correct? Yeah. She's green. Green yep. That's the token yes. American. Yes. Like, she is, she is green heart, although her name apparently is technically, like, Vert. Which is green. In yeah, which is green, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, Seems pretty much par for the course. So yes, hyperdimension Neptunia PP. That's that's the other game. Don't expect to fight anything. You get to sing. No, mm-hmm. yeah, there's, there's lots of you don't even do the singing. It's like well, she you does. Dance, right? She does all the singing and dancing, and all then right. you just select different camera angles while she's doing all of this. Oh. And then every once in a while, you pop in like the light show or the fireworks when people start cheering, so that you make them love her even more. And then Weird. afterwards, she was just like, "That was a great show, and I owe it all to you." Sounds Next like week. cute girls doing cute Weird. things. Yeah, pretty standard pretty fare. Exactly. Next so. week, bring your Vita so I can try one round of this. No, my Vita's <laughs> right here. You can try it like five minutes from now. So, so. All right, Phil. 
Yeah, I played uh, Tamadachi Light. Oh, is that yeah. how you pronounce it? Tamadachi? Tamadachi? Tamadachi Light. Tamadachi. Um, which is, yeah, sort of like a Second Life Sims type game. Um, but you could not have a same-sex relationship. No, yeah. you could not, which I suppose is sad. Which is um, what got them all their attention in the media. Yeah. yeah, yeah, which I found weird. I mean, like, there, I... I don't know. That never jumped out at me of being a problem. There was... I did weir- read... I did read about one person who said when they played it, one of their characters complained, who was a boy, that he wasn't masculine enough. And that seemed a bit odd. But other than that, no. I, I mean, it's so childish. I, any, I'll just get into it. So, it's... Yeah, like a Sims type game. Um, you are given your own island. You can name it. What did I name mine? Yeah, what did you name your island? You didn't just call it Philotopia. No, no. Philotopia? What did I call it? It was like Silly Land or something like that. Uh-huh. Something, something made me laugh. And um, then you give it an apartment block, name a character. So you can, it's sort of, the first one's supposed to be your avatar. So that can be based upon either your me that's already on your uh, 3DS or your, um, <clears throat> excuse me, or uh, you, you can import a picture of yourself or what did you, you can design it yourself. I just designed it myself, okay. loosely based on me. Um, I called him... Um, not gay? No, no, no. Can't Didn't be call gay? him that. Didn't call him that. You called him can't be gay. Okay. <laughs> I forget who his actual name is. Something ridiculous. And then his, I made his nickname Farty Pants, which Nintendo found so offensive that I am not allowed to use Street Pass. Um, wow, you got banned. Yeah, I know, oh, right? Or whatever will you do. Um, so then you create that. You create other friends. Um, you sort of can align their interests, which is amusing. Uh, you give them all their own electronic voice, which is deliberately kind of creepy and personal, but also just hilarious, hence why I named them farty pants and names like this um they interact with each other as you create more other places in the island open up there's a beach they can go dig sand or they can look longingly in each other's eyes if they want to fall in love you can create restaurants buy them food clothing la 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 it's it's you know it's a second life sim we know what those are now um the thing that I, i i enjoyed it simply because it was so ridiculous in japanese um just absurd japanese how um just that very japanese sense of humor okay like for example um i mean the electronic voices and then i'll and you can even select accents so they can have like a british electronic voice accent which is amusing oh that's cute yeah um but but like for, for example like um sometimes you'll check on your guy and he'll be asleep and if you click on his head you can see his dream and i saw one that involved as close to mr t as one could get with any without any copyright infringement um sometimes you think you're fighting a collection of ninjas uh, just little weird touches like that, very surreal and odd. Again, it just struck me as a very, you know, Japanese type okay, sense so of humor. Is there a point to this game? Or no, just, okay. um, no, not really. Yeah. Um, it's pretty well like it would take you a couple hours just to um, bring everyone to life, sort of set up your population. You can import people as well to speed that up as well. Once the game, obviously not knowing anyone else who's on the game yet since it's not released and because I was banned from Street Pass for using the name Party Pants <laughs> I had to create my uh, whole population true. things VR sort of create your population the more people create the more things you unlock da, 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 da. at a certain point once the world's set up it's basically just designed so you can have it on your 3DS and you basically turn it on 20 minutes of the day check on everyone give them what they want turn it off open up the next day see where everyone's at they form their own relationships they get in fights with each other which is really funny because you can pick the things that they say when they get angry and they like shake their fist in the air and talk in electronic voices why did I say my guy to be angry it was like I, I think it was. I think it was like it made me so angry I wanted to toot or something like that just things that made me laugh okay yeah just things that made me just, laugh 
pushing the pushing the profanity envelope. Well, there was nothing wow. I could do. I, this, I wasn't allowed to use swears and so forth, so my humor was very limited at that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I have to say I was charmed by it. I thought just because it was so strange, like I had played The Sims a bit when it first came out. That obviously has its sort of comedic elements to yeah. it. That's part of the fun. Mm-hmm. This one just felt even like a surreal version of like a like a, a nightmare or drug or a hallucinogenic drug yeah, enhanced okay. version of that. Drug induced Sims. Yes, I can get behind this. Okay. Yeah, which Why was yeah. Um, it's not like particularly deep. Um, I don't think I'll be sticking with it much longer than I already have. But then I don't really play sim like games yeah. anyway, uh, so it's not really really huge amount I think, but. As someone who doesn't like that type of game, I can really see the appeal of this. It is unique. It is bizarre. It is very distinct, and I but think also it's fun. Tremendously niche. Yes, it's mm-hmm. tremendously niche, and as I said, it's very like it's not very deep. Like okay. it's basically if you enjoy creating your own little cute society and watching them be cute with each other, mm-hmm. then great. Um, but uh, so yeah, um, wish I could remember my characters' names because they were hilarious in the moment. I promise, I cannot. Perhaps next week. That's unfortunate. That little yeah. bit of suspense. Okay. Build that up for next time. Sure, yeah. why not? Yeah, um, but um, yeah, it was um, it was cute. It was very cute and in be- be- better than I thought. I How knew much it was... does it actually cost? God, I don't know. Can you check that, Mel? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's got to be full retail. So at that point, I think it's like it, I think it's like fifty now. Those we those really? 3DS games are sometimes forty. That doesn't sound worth it. Well, I mean, the thing is, like, if you're really into this, this is something that theoretically you could be checking in on and playing okay. with every day for... It's about 35 bucks. 35 bucks, yeah. yeah. So that's... That's for, not too bad. For that, if you really like this sort of thing... I have it at, at 40. 40? Okay, yeah. On Amazon. Right. Yeah. That's how much a, like, Tamagotchi pet was back in the day. I, really? I, I never had one. Yeah, pretty much. And that's basically what this is. It's like a community of Tamagotchis. Sometimes they want you to pat them on the head. You pat them on the head. Simple. You do what you gotta do. You keep them happy. Or you deliberately make them mad and watch them get in fights which with each other. Which is what people do in The Sims as well. Which yeah, is, yeah you know, of course. Create horrible scenarios. Of course. See, so. Of course. You have to. Yeah. Um, I've of no doors. So, yeah, I mean, it's not The Sims. The Sims is the gold standard of this type of thing still. Yeah. But for what it is, it is fun. I, I gave it a seven, much like you gave the ghost game. <laughs> um... Uh, I think that pro- price so, yeah. point's probably yeah. fair. Worth the, a look, just don't necessarily kill yourself trying to get Totally, yeah. Yourself. And I think mm-hmm. it's a good choice for them to try and launch this franchise in North America with a portable version, because I think it's sort of ideal for it. If I had to turn my system on every day, mm-hmm. I would not be that into it. But if it's just like, you know, this would be a really, really easy way to kill time on the subway. Mm-hmm. Go on, check yeah. it, check everybody. And then by taking it on the subway, perhaps you would meet new communities on, on Street Pass and new people will come to your town and da 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 so if you like this type of game go for it if you don't don't bother and review thank you Phil no problem well that's it for this week's episode of CGM thank you for tuning in you can also find us on our social media at facebook.com slash comics gaming magazine we're on twitter at CGM plus I my personal twitter is K-I-X-X-E-N chaos Phil I am at that Phil Brown Alex I'm at Alexander B. Leach. And Wayne is the real Wayne, or real Wayne Santos, at real Wayne Santos. I'll, I'll take your word for it. Yeah. He'll, he'll never go on there. You can stalk Wayne on Google+. You can also stalk us on Google+. Google.com slash little plus sign CGMagOnline. 
You can also follow us on Tumblr where I update it with random pictures of upcoming toys and collectibles because that's the kind of thing I like. It's always it's fun. fun. To me. Yeah, I like it. And of course, you can check out cgmagonline.com for news, reviews, editorials, and all kinds of stuff. Lots of videos lately. Of videos of us goofing around yeah. with various games. Of, yeah, which is good. Those are always good. Yeah. Make sure you check out cgmagonline.com. And the next issue will be out when Brendan and Wayne return to e- from E3. Oh, E3. Yeah. I wave goodbye to you, sir. Next week, you'll be gone. Yep. Which means we might not have podcasts next week, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. Good luck at E3. Godspeed. Yeah, gonna need it. Yep. Come back. You'll be fine. Piece. You'll survive. Yeah. All right, that's it. Thanks for tuning in. Bye bye. So long. Bye.